the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. morning. Good morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show show is all about saving money and building up wealth. And how we do that is is saving as much money as possible. Our, our, Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Now, I tell you, we got a, a, quite a bit, you know, just an enormous amount to, to cover on the show today. Uh, you know, it, it, it's uh, really unlike anything. This, this is probably some of the biggest changes I've seen in a week and, and, and since I can almost remember. And uh, it, it's, it's truly extraordinary. And, and so we're going to try to cover, cover some of what's happening in the world. There's, there's just all types of uh, of things happening in the world. There's that you were trying to separate what's real and what isn't, what are the effects of it, and, and, and see there's a whole lot of, of, of talk all over the place. Uh, a lot of people really don't seem to know what the hell they're talking about. It doesn't stop them. Uh, but but we're, try, we're trying to get down to really what we're dealing with here. And, and, and uh, the, the biggest event we have is, is the war with Russia, I mean, with, 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 with Ukraine. And, and Russia, and, and and this this has come about. We've talked about this. We, uh, you know, I think a month ago we, we mentioned it on the show that that this was coming up. And, and our big fear was is is that 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 uh, you know the West, particularly the Davos crowd, the globalists, they wanted to get rid of, of Putin because Putin's a big oil and gas guy, and, uh, and and this was a concern because maybe this thing might get a little worse than we anticipated, and, and that that's pretty much played out. Uh, and, and look, right now, I mean, this situation is just not good right now. Uh, there, there's, there's, there's a number of different wars, and one of the more interesting ways you, you can look at this is, is there, there, there's, you know, there, there's a battlefield war where you're fighting back and forth, where, where your troops are fighting against their troops. That's a hot war. That's a kinetic war. There, there, there's a uh, there, there's a an economic war where, where where you try to sit there in in, 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 and you're fighting on an economic battlefield for economic dominance. There, there's a cyber war, so this, nobody's dying, but 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 you know you're trying to attack to bring down the others others uh, 
internet, their, 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 their computer capabilities. And remember, on the world today, look, in the 1960s, if you took down the internet, well, there was no internet, so it didn't make any difference. We were very decentralized, uh, and so this wasn't a big deal. But in the world today, where everything is interconnected and we're all running off of the cloud, or at least many people are, uh, running off the cloud, and it, it's all wonderful. If the cloud goes down, then what happens? And, and, and this this is a real problem. I mean, corporate America has moved everything to the cloud. Well, this means that if the cloud goes down, they can't function. And so this the, the cyber war is is, is, a, is a big issue, uh, more so than it has been in the past. And then the fourth one is a proxy war, where you basically get some other country to come in and 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 and, and you you start you know you, you get to fight the other country, and then you support them and you you fight them through your proxy. Now at at the present time. We're in. We have basically declared war on Russia in two of those things. I mean, for all practical purposes, it's a declaration of war, and I think that needs to be understood. I mean, there's been a real rush to jump on the wartime bandwagon. You know, this thing, and I don't think a lot of people have thought it through. Russia is a very powerful country. They have an enormous military. They have incredible cyber, and they also have nuclear weapons. And I and 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 so. So you're like Ted. What do you mean here? What do you you know? Uh, let's take a look at the at the at the proxy war. We're now we're we're involved in uh, in, in uh, engaging in uh, supplying uh, uh, different types of missiles, anti-tank and anti-air missiles, and weapons of all types to Ukraine. And if there's any doubt of that, General Milley uh, has gone to has gone over to Europe. I think in the Polish border, whatever, and, and, and supervise the sending of the missiles over, saying, "Look, we're going to back the Ukraine," and and so, so, so basically, we have declared, we are making it really clear, we're going to try to take out, we're going to try to shut this thing down, we're getting involved, and, and this is a big deal. Okay, the, the second one is is the economic war. Uh, this this thing I had, I think, is a bigger, bigger, long, has much more massive ramifications than anybody understands. We're we're basically we're looking to boycott uh, Russian products, which is fine. We're looking to uh, we're, we're, we've also gone in and and uh, Russia has requested uh, funds from the central bank, uh, from the uh, I think a Federal Reserve, and they've told them no, you can't have your foreign exchange reserves. That's a really big deal, and we're going to discuss that later in the show. This has got real long-term ramifications for the future, and and we're also confiscating the wealth of the of the wealthy people in the country. That's that that's a really big deal, okay? Because you know. Vladimir Putin has started this war, but I'm sure a lot of people in the country are like, hey, I'm not sure this is a good idea. So why are we taking all their wealth away from them? It, and, 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 and but so so we're taking the wealth away. We're, we're we're limiting their access to the central banks. We're limiting access to their capital, to their money. Uh, we 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 don't want to sit there. We're not going to imp- uh, uh, take any Russian imports. We want to shut down oil prices. So so that's an economic war. The goal is we want to shut down. We've made it clear to the Russians we're going to shut your economy down. Well. I mean, that's all well and good, but the problem is if you try to destroy a country, at what point in time does this become a kinetic war? At what point in time do, do, the, do the Russians go, okay, look, we get it. You want to be war, at war with us, it, 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 and that, that, that becomes a problem. That, 
so there's a lot of, of knock-on effects. And I, I don't think this has been really thought through real, real well in the, in the rush to war. We've got, uh, we've got senior uh, American leaders in this country calling for the assassination of Vladimir Putin. Well, look, I think, it, you know, hey, it'd be great if that were to happen. But quite frankly, the record of, of coups and assassinations against leaders and also sanctions has been incredibly poor. We've been trying to get rid of Castro for 50 years, uh, Chavez, Maduro, Xi Jinping. It, it doesn't seem to ever work. But but the bigger problem is if they can call for the assass if that then why, why what if people call for the assassination of our leaders it, it, and these these are these are reckless things I mean at, at a time like this we need cooler heads to prevail we're we're not seeing it right now in the rush to war it's all really exciting but we must understand a couple of things Russia has probably the largest or the second largest nuclear arsenal in the world. And I, I think they're more prepared to use their nuclear arsenal than we're prepared to use our nuclear arsenal. Because if he's threatened, if their government's going to be overrun, if their country's going to be overrun, they will go nuclear. And I think that must be somehow understood. And I don't think it is. And this is a concern. The scorched earth economic policy has huge ramifications. Uh, for the American people, look at the price of oil. Look at the price of everything going up. So, so, so there's going to be a terrible price paid by working people in this country for this situation. And, and you know, it, I, I feel I support the people of the Ukraine, and I feel badly for them. But, but, but the problem is, is I'm not sure we want our children going to war to protect the Ukraine. And, and, and I think that's what this is starting to come to. And, and uh, I think anybody, personally, anybody that, that, that wants to go a no-fly zone, go to war with Russia, assassinate their leaders, I think they need to name a person in their family that's going to be in the, going into the military. And I think that's one thing that needs to be happened. Look, I've got, I've got children in the military that have been in the military. Some of them aren't now. And so it, it, it's, not, it's not fun and games like it is for the people, for some of these people in Washington, D.C., that can talk really big. And so this is a concern. But it, it spreads worse than that. Looking around the world, this economic warfare we're going on is, is a game changer. The, the, the idea we're trying to shut down an economy, we're trying to strip away the wealth of the wealthy people in the country in a situation like this, before looking at it, before making decisions, it, it, it is a real concern. And, and, and what do you mean by this? Well, it's like this. In Canada, a couple of weeks ago, the, the Trudeau government was upset because they were, were uh, the Canadians were supporting the truckers. So they decided they were going to freeze the bank accounts of people that gave money to the truckers. Well, what this led to was, from what sources we're hearing, a lot of money started flowing out of the out of the Canadian banks because people are like, "Oh my God, you know, I've got to get cash." You know, I, I supported the truckers, or I, I didn't vote for for Trudeau. Maybe my bank account's going to get frozen. And then we got actually got we got it and took a number of calls from different people and someone on the show like, "Hey, are our banks going to be frozen here?" It, so the point is, is once you do that to one group of people, then everybody else thinks it could happen to them. We, there was a game changer uh, this week. When the Russians asked the central banks for their reserves back, they told them they could not have it. They got $650 billion in reserves. They got massive gold reserves and other 
they're rumored to have big cyber, uh, uh, cyber uh, the, the Bitcoin, those type of things uh, as well. And now, now what they want to do is try to regulate the cyber uh, Bitcoin in, in, in the different coins out there. Uh, to try to find out who has that as well in the United States. But here's the problem, is every other country in the world is looking at Russia, and they're going, hmm, the U.S. cut them off. What if they do that to us? So, you know, it may be Iran or something, but it could be Mexico. It could be Pakistan. It could be India. It could be any country in the world has got to start got to start looking around, who, where else can I put my funds for safety? And here's Xi Jinping raising his hand over here going, hey, I'm available. We can do – and so what this is, is going to do is this is pushing the world to re, rethink their idea of should we do business with China. China's looking better. And this is a concern. Now, looking out – uh, well, let, I'm going to save this for the second segment. I want to explain this more. So, so, so countries, they're, they're looking around now, and they're going, what, you know, where else can we put our funds? And, and so what I, I, the concern I have is this is going to hurt the dollar long term. This is going to hurt confidence in people long term in should, should I keep assets in the United States if they're going to be confiscated? This goes to property rights. Now, if somebody commits war crimes, absolutely something needs to be done. We can't basically take look at everybody in the country and make, make them war criminals and then start confiscating assets, confiscating the country's foreign reserves, because if we do that, we will no longer be trusted as a place to put money, as a place to have the reserve currency. It's the key word, the reserve currency. Well, I know dollars are always good. Well, my dollars might not be safe now. So then I've got to look at, at, at over to China. This is a massive win for China, it, it, uh, it, because what, what's happening is, is it, it, it's making China look like a safer place, which is not what we want done. I mean, th this, is, this is a big deal. I mean, the Ukraine, there's a guy named McKinder. What's his name? Uh, uh, anyway, uh, I forgot. Uh, Halford McKinder. He came up with a theory in the early 1900s that, that said that the that – the, Ukraine and the Russian area around that is the heartland of the world. And, and, by, and he, he, what he said was, whoever rules the the the, the world, the uh, commands the world island, uh, uh, they, which is that area, because he said the trade's going to go between Asia and and and, uh, and, and Africa and and, and and Europe back and forth. If you control that area. And, and it's a huge uh, agriculture. You 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 can control the world island, in which is more European at that. But then you also can control the world. And, and so this is so this is what we're looking at. So a lot of people are looking. At this. It, it's a big deal. But the problem is the ancillary effects of what we're doing and how we're going about it is 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 going to cause problems on the economic front here. It's going to have long-term consequences on the dollar. I'm going to explain that and where you should go right after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioca will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. 
At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. Uh, if you got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. So what we have is, let's go back to. Uh, look, I think that I think this is a, a, a week where really the world has fundamentally changed. I, I, I think we'll look back on this. Back in in uh, August thirteenth of nineteen seventy one, the British ambassador uh, went to the United States. Uh, the United States went to, went to the White House in, or the I think it was the Treasury. I was talked to John Connolly, I believe, Treasury Secretary, and what he said was, he said, look. We'd like to exchange our $3 billion worth of dollars. Keep in mind, this is 71 when that was a lot of money for, for, to gold. And so they said, okay, well, let's think about this. Well, for the next couple of days, uh, they, they, they discussed it. Uh, uh, Nixon met with Connolly. He met with, uh, uh, I think it was uh, Burns, uh, uh, Federal uh, Gov- Reserve Governor. And, and I think head of uh, also, I think the World Bank or the IMF at the time was Paul, a guy named Paul Volcker. And they decided to pull the, the, the U.S. dollar off of the gold standards because they weren't going to give them the gold. And, and, and so it changed the world and led to a more inflationary time going forward. The same thing, I, I, look, I think to some extent when the Russians asked for their money from the central banks and they said no, I think it changed, it changed the dynamic, the global dynamics, much like that. And I think it's going to force the world to a, 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 a bipolar 
uh, monetary system, which is going to be the United States dollar in the Chinese yuan over the longer term. Uh, I, I think that the idea that because all the central bank, all the central banks around the world for these countries are going to have to look at how do we diversify our our uh, our foreign exchange reserves because look what happened to the Russians, it, it, and so I, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying what we did was wrong with the Russians, but we have to understand the consequences of, of what we've done, and it's it, it, it and this is going to. It's going to force a more bifurcated world. We're, we're really going to the, the globalism is gone now. I mean, it, it, it because you're going to have some countries paid with one blocks and some with the other blocks now. Uh, this is this gives Russia, uh, China, a huge boom in, in, into Russia. They're going to be selling massive amounts of products. If look, if if, if we win, if, if Putin collapses, maybe the Soviet Union breaks up more. Maybe China goes into into the eastern. Eastern uh, area of Russia, it, it, because they, they want that area. Uh, so, so we don't know what's going to happen, but but more likely is, is it's going to be it's going to increase the value of of gold and silver. Because look, if you got those in your vaults, people can't take them, and you can move them around the world. And crypto as well. Crypto is the other one because again, people with big assets realize like, oh my God, look what's happening over here. We don't want that happening to me. So they're going to become more valuable, but it's it, this is going to redo the world's monetary system. It's going to it's going to speed the de-dollarization of the world. It's not that the Russians are going to do. The Russians have really been de-dollarizing for for years, but other companies are going to have to play both sides, so to speak, just to be on the safe side. And so I really think. This this is this is going to be, have a big effect over the long term. I think it's going to put additional pressure on the dollar. Uh, going forward, because now we have we have the, the Chinese, we have the Russians, the Iranians, and, and numerous other groups around the world, which 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 are uh, going to be under sanctions. Maybe not the Chinese, but the Russians and so other people. So, but the problem is, every other country has got to make the decision. Well, what would this happen to us? We need to protect ourselves. And so I think we're reordering the world's financial system because of this. I also believe this is going to put big stress on an already badly strained financial system. Russia, I mean, there's money pouring out of Europe now because is there going to be a war in Europe? And so that pressures the banks over there. Uh, many European banks have losses in Russia. Uh, people owe money to Russia. They, they're not going to be able to sell into Russia. As they say Russia is only 2%, 2.5% of the world's economy, but it's a bigger portion if you're the if if you're the Germans or the French or the Italians than it is here, and so this is going to slow the world down quite a bit. And the other thing it's going to do is war is inflationary. I mean, if you look at every single war out there, inflation has gone up. The Vietnam War, World War II, World War One, uh, they all have been inflationary, and so this is a big deal. I mean. The, the, the numbers, let me give you some numbers for just to kind of go over. Hold bear with me just a second here. Looking at this is a big deal for, 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 for the Americans. Let me run some numbers here this week. This is this week's numbers. Okay, I don't, well, keep in mind we had 7.5% inflation for January. 7.5% inflation for January. Inflation is now biting down on the American people. Okay, well, this week, oil. Was up twenty four dollars, up twenty six percent. I'm going to repeat that. Oil West Texas crude closed at one hundred and fifteen dollars, uh, up 
$24, up 26%. I don't need to tell you all this. You, you're seeing what's going on at the pump. If you look at gold, gold is up $79, up 4%. Uh, if you look at uh, silver, up 7%. Copper, up 10%. Uh, the, the, uh, it, uh, uh, let's look at the grain. Keep in mind that, that, Russia, that Ukraine is a huge agricultural producer, and Russia is to a smaller to a lesser extent, but between the two of them, uh, they have quite a bit. The price of corn is, is up 15% this week. The, the price of, uh, uh, of wheat hit 11.75, up 36% this week. This is this week. So you haven't, keep in mind, you haven't even seen the, these prices increases at the store yet. And looking around, uh, the, the, understand why are these up like this? Well, if we take a look at corn, uh, uh, the Ukraines produce about 13% of the world's corn. Russia, about 2%. It's about 15%. Barley, they produce 12%. They produce 13% in Russia. That's 25% of the world's barley. Uh, 8% of the world's wheat, uh, uh, and then uh, 11% in Russia. That, that's 19, almost 20% of the world's wheat is, is produced in, 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 in the Ukraine and Russia that are now cut off and we can't buy from. So what that means, the, the thing that, look, in fairness, food in the United States is not a big product. But if you're in India, if you're in Egypt, if you're in Africa, if you're South America and Mexico, that's a big deal. And so this is, you know, we had the Arab Spring last time prices went up. So it's going to destabilize many parts of the world with this situation. So, so what we're dealing with is, is really big issues. Uh, if you look at uh, uh, Russia and the Ukraine produced 40% of the world's potash. You said, Ted, what's potash? Potash is one of the key components to fertilizers. Russia is the number one exporter of nitrogen, which is key to, to fertilize. So, so so what's happening is is fertilizer prices are skyrocketing. Well, and, and, and exports are shutting down from those countries. Well, in order to get more crops, you've got to fertilize more, which is going to is going to crimp production around the world as well. So, so what we're dealing with is is, is a big deal. Uh, Russia has suspended uh, fertilizer exports. Uh, countries around the world are now digging. Hungary has suspended wheat exports. They're like, because these countries are going, look, we can, we're not going to export any, any grains because we need them. I can't afford for, for my people to starve and want to overthrow our government. So, so, so this, is kind of, this has happened in a, all in one week uh, with, with this situation it, it, as we've acted quickly to. It, now that they want to cut off oil exports, I don't think it's going to hurt us. We had a question last week. Why, is, why are we importing Russia oil? We're importing Russia oil. It's heavy crude. It's typically used in the refineries because we can't import Venezuelan crude. So uh, they were using the Russian – some of these refiners are specifically set for, for the heavy crude. Now, there's heavy crude in, in Canada, but they shut down the pipelines up there. It, it, and let's look at oil prices. Oil's up 24 – as we said, it's up $24, up 26%. So what are they – you know, they buy ministers. Look, we're going to get oil prices down. We're going to cut a deal with the Iranians so they can export oil. So wait a minute. One of our, our greatest enemies is Iran. You're going to sit there and give them the money to build nuclear weapons to try to take out uh, Israel and Saudi Arabia and cause another war over there. Did you call up any of the American oil companies? And the answer is no. Biden, Joe Biden said he was going to. President Biden said he was going to. You know, he was working with the oil. He hasn't called any of them. They do not want production in the United States going up because they don't want to help the oil companies, which is their policy here. 
they, they want to defund the oil and gas sector to convert to electric cars to do their climate change. Well, well think about this. So you're not going to do that, but you're going to go cut a deal with the Iranians. And, I mean, this, this is just incredible what's going on. So, so all of this is going to affect uh, inflation. We've got inflation numbers coming out for February next Wednesday. What, what are they going to look like? We're in March what are they going to look like? Well, actually, the, the prices went up some in in in, in, uh, in uh, actually this, this this I just gave you the numbers for this month. We're the fifth. So so w- what are the numbers going to look like in March now with the inflation? They're going to go through the roof, and, and so so this is going to pressure corporate profits, and, and, and this is going to this is going to pressure people. Working people in this country, the middle class and the upper middle class. Now, fortunately, for for this elite class we have in the country, honestly, if the price of of, of jet fuel goes up a buck a gallon, it's not any big deal on their their expense accounts. But but the rest of us, this is a lot of money. It's going to slow the U.S. economy down. It's likely to lead to a recession, or at, at best case, a, a slowdown, a growth slowdown this year. So so again. This is going to, and the other thing that's going to happen is the Biden administration is going to have to try to do something to stop this. So likely you're going to see price control, you're going to see excise profit taxes or something like that. Keep in mind, in 71, when Nixon announced he closed the gold window, which is a similar type of situation, they announced a 90-day freeze on wages and prices. 90-day freeze on wages and prices. That was 1971. That led to a decade of inflation. The inflation ended in the 19, about 1980, 1981. So, so understand, uh, what, you know, that this is going to have long-term consequences. And unfortunately, I think the whole thing could have been handled better, but 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 here we are. Uh, you know, I, this is this is what happens when, when you elect people because you're mad at how Donald Trump talks and you're not. The people aren't happy. This is what happens when you don't get. I can't emphasize the importance of getting high-quality people into Congress, into the White House, people that, that, that are capable of making good decisions, and, 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 and this is what we're dealing with now. And so we're dealing with a very tough situation. We're dealing with the inflation is going to start accelerating. We're dealing with, 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 the, with the monetary policy that's going to change. You know, this week, uh, uh, Chairman uh, Powell uh, made, said most likely we'll just do it a quarter point in March. Uh, Mid-March, they're going to have a meeting and raise interest rates a quarter of a point on the Fed funds. It's at zero. They're going to take a, they, they might. There's a possibility that there might not even be any rate increases. That's how bad the situation is suddenly getting out there. It, it, and the other question that we're looking at is how is the financial system being affected by, by all this, this gigantic – it, 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 the financial system is like a complicated plumbing system. It, 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 it's better described, not something computerized, but, you know, there's hand pumps in it. There's, it, you know, all types of, of valves and everything else going. Well, if they shut off the Russians and they shut off the Ukraine, Ukraine shut down and other things are shut, how does it, you don't know where it's going to affect and cause other problems out there. And so the strain on other financial uh, some of the financial uh, warning signs are start kicking into the yellow area. Now, interest rates aren't, but other warning signs, credit default swaps, those type of things, a repo market, you're going to start to see some problems there. So we're not sure how all this is going. So so the answer is, what do you do in a situation like this? And, and I, I think 
as we talked about, look, the price of everything the consumer is getting is, is, is skyrocketing right now. I mean, as we just talked about, uh, the, we have numerous commodity prices going up massively in one week, 10%, 20%, 25%, 35% in one week. So this is going to slow down the U.S. consumer. Companies are increasingly in the future going to come under huge pressure to not raise cost of their products. It's coming very quickly. Uh, these uh, executives are getting away with it. They're all out there saying, well, they're finally starting to say people are becoming concerned. But the, the, the administration is going to start jawboning you know, or worse to try to keep this down. So there's going to be huge pressure to keep it down. This is going to pressure corporate profits. People aren't going to have the money to spend because if everything goes up 10% on them, they've got to start making cuts because maybe their salary only went up 5%. So they got to start making cuts or they have to start borrowing money. And so this is going to start it's going to start cascading through the economy now. And this is why the stock market has been selling off in here. Uh, the Fed should have been raising rates six months ago, as we've talked about for a year now, but they didn't do it. it if they had done it, they would probably what rate should have been about maybe 1% or something. Then they could have been maybe talking about cutting rates. They can't do that. So they might have to do quantitative easing, which could be more inflationary. So we're looking at a stagflationary environment. And I think that's the thing. So in that environment, companies that are making things, their profits are going to come under pressure. Uh, companies that are uh, that, that that where people can cut back or are, are not important, you know, that, that are not that are discretionary could come under pressure in this type of situation. Uh, it, if you look at oil and gas, almost every single company out there, even even companies in the in the uh, non discretionary area, are going to be under pressure because their distribution arms that their costs are going up so much. So and then the cost of their inputs are going up, and, and so you're going to see, I think, a lot of earnings revisions to the downside. Now, if you're in precious metals, if you're in oil and gas, if you're in copper, if you're in agricultural, things are, are going to be pretty good. So if you're in the right things. It's not a bad place to be. Treasuries recently, you know, they've been doing well because people are like, oh, my God, what's going on? I mean, did you say nuclear war? Or what? Where did this come from? You know, I better buy treasuries. I better buy gold. And you're seeing that as well. And I mentioned, look, I mean, I think we have to reasonably look at the situation. And, and, uh, and, I, and I think there's going to be a higher level of fear coming into this market because – I was extraordinarily young when the Cuban Missile Crisis, and it scared the hell out of the American people. If I remember it, when I was that young, it must have been pretty bad. And we had a client uh, tell us that she was her, her her dad got called up into the military, back into the military. They they had they moved back to the family farm. They were so worried. And 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 I, and I think before this is over, you're going to see. Putin is going to have to raise raise the cost. I mean, they've been they, we've been raising enormous cost on him to, to to back away from this war. Somewhere in here, he's going to have to raise enormous cost on us, which means more threats and possibly threats of you know increase in the nuclear readiness or whatever uh, before, before everybody wants to come to the table on this. I mean, it's very sad we've not been able to to, to have peace talks. I mean, every other every other thing I've seen is is people generally are, are, are requesting peace talks, not war, and we're still in the ramp up the war stage. And, and, and so this is going to, this is it's going to fear, cause people to fear. So we will be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Safety Show. 
If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call, 713-339-1070. We're just discussing the, the, the war with Russia and the Ukraine, how it's having tremendous effects on our financial system, on prices. It's going to cause commodities to go up. Look, this is the biggest, this is the biggest supply shock uh, on commodities since the Yom Kippur War in uh, 1973 uh, when they had the oil lines in the United States. As we talked about earlier in the show, oil prices were up 26% this week. Uh, wheat prices are up 36 percent, and, and, and inflation is skyrocketing across the globe. Uh, and, uh, and so th- these have big things. So what, it, it, looking back during that time frame, some of the stocks that didn't do well were, were the banks. But that was interest rates. It was banks. It was utilities. It was uh, discretionary. Uh, growth. Growth didn't do well. Uh, technology. Those are the things that didn't do as well. The ones that did well were, tended to be inflation stocks, copper, cash, oil, uh, those type of type of things. And I, and I think you're going to see huge earnings numbers out of out of the oil and gas sector because they keep in mind the oil and gas sector. Have we talked about it in this show since November 
of 20 have been under massive pressure by by the administration and by the, by the environmentalists and the globalists and Larry Fink and BlackRock to, to not grow their grow their production. They wanted to defund the sector, and so the oil and gas they said, "Look, we're not going to grow our response. We're not going to grow our production." So they, they've been under investigating. Uh, and, and keep in mind, oil before that was down around thirty dollars a barrel. So we've had. A, Three or four years of, of under, huge underinvesting, and, and so it's going to be very hard to ramp up. There are shortages of people, and so they're going to make a, enormous amounts of, of, of money in this environment. Uh, th- those are the type of things. If you look back in the 70s, those are the type of things that did well. Real estate did well, but I, I, I think in this war-type situation we're in now, I, I think it's going to start pressuring housing prices pretty quickly uh, in, in land prices in general. Uh, and uh, I think this is something we'll have to kind of watch and see. Interest rates – the problem they have is we're, we're, the, the Fed somehow has to tighten rates, and, and they haven't done it yet. They're still putting money in the system, and now all of a sudden they have a war on their hands, and inflation is, is – this week, it, it, as we said, the biggest supply shock since the, since the, uh, from the oil crisis in the Arab War in 1973. I think about that. And now they're behind the curve. They, I mean, they're just – and now the problem is what do you do? You have these skyrocketing things. You've got interest rates too low. I think they're in a tough situation. If the economy starts slowing down, they're going to have to engage in more quantitative easing, which is going to be more inflationary. And so it's going to be a big deal. And I think you're going to start seeing the administration – you're going to hear pressure – Price can, we've been talking about this a couple of weeks now. People think like, Ted, what are you talking about? Price controls, uh, companies pressuring companies not to raise prices. Uh, Rivlin on their automobiles this week, they've tried to raise the price $20,000 in their new cars coming up. They had massive numbers of cancellations, and they had to roll back the price. Now, they, I think it went from seventy dollars to $90,000 for a car. But you know, like uh, I don't know what they were thinking, but I think it just shows you some of the things that are going to start happening out there. Uh, keep in mind, corporate America has been really under the sway of the Biden administration. They've been engaged in woke hiring, woke firing uh, out there uh, all over the place, uh, ESG, all types of environmental uh, initiatives all over the place at the company. It, well, they're now going to get the pressure not to raise costs. So they've been doing these, well, I mean, you know, ridiculous things in these companies now. Everyone we talk to is like, yeah, it's horrible at the company, but you know, because of all this stuff. But now they're going to be under pressure not to raise costs because the same people that were talking to them about, look, you need to you need to cut your production. We don't want to see any production growth this year, you know, from Exxon or Chevron or whoever. And you, are you hiring enough? Uh, what's your minority makeup in the company? What's the you know what, the gender makeup of the company? Uh, what are you doing to to eliminate CO two in the company? Are, are you what are you doing to reduce energy usage in the company? Or what are you doing for the environment? And they've got we've got this plan, that plan. We've got this. We've got a diversity coordinator, we've got an ESG coordinator, we're doing all, we're, we're down for the program, okay? And they've all done it. Well, now the phone call is going to be, yeah, what do you do? Why are you raising prices? We need to control inflation. What are you going to do about that? And they're all going to be under pressure not to raise prices. So, uh, so you know, they've kind of made a pact with, with, with the with the with the you know the environmentalists and the Biden administration, and now they're got, you know that they're gonna you know they're all on for their programs. Well, now the program's going to be not to raise prices. This is going to pressure 
pressure earnings. So this is what people have to understand. So what you want to be is in buy companies that look, even if they get pressured on earnings, the earnings are going to be real good anyway. And so you can live with the situation that that that's where that's where I, I think it's going to be. But tell you, if you've got a question or comment, we got this is the last segment of the show. You want to get in here. 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. And, and really, so, so that's sort of where we are. And so we, we got the problem we're really running into is we've talked, uh, show, inflation, we've been talking inflation, inflation, inflation at seven and a half. In theory, what should have been happening is, is interest rates should have been going up, money supply should have been tightening, and inflation should have been slowing down. But that's not what we're seeing with, because of the war now, the U- Ukrainian-Russian war. And the question is, is, is the U.S. going to get into it? Is this going to go to World War III? And, and, and hopefully, that's not going to happen. And hopefully, we're going to see things calm down. But until that happens, we're going to be dealing with, 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 with a very uncertain world very high inflation, and a run to commodities, precious metals, cryptos, and everything else to protect your assets. And I think this is something that, that I think we're going to have to continue to watch watch closely and see where it all goes. Now, let's see here. The, that, the, and we talked a little earlier about the show. I'm going to go back to it again. When, when we cut off the Russians from, from their foreign exchange reserves to slow down the war effort over there, I, I, we basically officially weaponized the dollar. It, it, and once you've weaponized the dollar, it's no longer the reserve currency, but it is, it, it is, it is a uh, – you're going to use it, but you're also going to use the Chinese yuan and other currencies just to be on the safe side. And so what I think that this war does, it speeds up the coming currency realignment that we're going to see out there, we believe. And I think this is is going to be detrimental to the dollar. And right now the dollar is going up because there's so much demand for dollar for safety. And many companies are demand, I want dollars because they want to try to, you know, if you're the CFO of the company, you're kind of going, look, we want, to, we want as much cash in the company now as possible. We don't know what's going to happen. You know, we need to be able to sure we can ride through this. So there's a lot of demand. But this is going to pressure the dollar. It's going to speed up the realignment of of in the world, uh, the, the Bretton Woods. We had the Bretton Woods. We had the, the take. Then we had the the removal of the uh, of, of of the uh, dollar from the gold standard. And this is going to be the next big one coming up, and that's going to be very bullish for for gold. I believe gold and silver, uh, and, and I believe other assets out there. And, and so this is something we want to watch closely and see. Uh, and the question is, how much more is, is are they are, are they going to have to loosen? Are we going to are they going to have to come up with a uh, 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 open the repo window at the Fed? What what is going to happen? And this is all going to start affecting different types of asset prices. So if this money is going to cascade around the world from oils to gold to, to, to commodities in, into different types of things. Right now, there's in, in, in back into some of these other stocks that have been falling, and you want to get ready for that. But you know, right now the money's coming out of tech, as, as we talked about in the show. You know, we since we, last year we were saying, look, there's too much money at the end of last year. There's too much money in technology. We said that the top five or six companies had a nine trillion dollar market capitalization, and what we said is, this is we had a twenty trillion dollar economy in the United States, and we said, look, 
when these pe- the selling starts in these stocks, there's not enough money in the world to support them. And that's what you're seeing in all these tech stocks coming down. Now, a couple of them, Apple, Google, a couple of the big ones, and some of them are, are buying back huge amounts of stock and stabilizing the price. They're still too high. They're still coming. They're still going to be coming in. And, and, and so that's one of the big, so that's coming down the pressure. Now, the big trend is also going to be, it's going to be, we've got to move our supply chains back to the United States. Pompeo came out uh, the other today and said, or yesterday and said, he thinks that Taiwan should be part of, uh, should be declared a country. Well, if we do that, increases the potential for war for China. Companies have seen what's happened in Russia. This is a real important thing. They've seen what's happened. All of, all of companies are pulling out of Russia right now. Well, what if this happens in China? They're going to pull out. This is going to destroy their supply chain. So there's a massive shift to get those supply chains back. As much of it should be back in the United States as possible. This is a positive because it's going to build the country back up. But again, it's going to be more inflationary because it's a lot cheaper to make things in China than it is in the United States or Mexico or somewhere else. So, 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 so the world is really – I want to emphasize you know, the world has fundamentally changed. It's, it, it, this is like after Pearl Harbor in a way with the changes. I'm not, are we going to go have a world war like that? I, I don't think so. But, but I do think people aren't sure, and this is leading to big changes happening. And it's being telegraphed in these commodity stocks. It's being telegraphed in commodities. It's telegraphed in grains. I mean, we basically have taken out 20%, you know, 15 to 20% of the best agricultural land in the world has been taken out by this war right now. And so that, again, huge prices on food, as we talked earlier about in the show. Well, when you're, this, this is a huge story in India, China, Egypt. Uh, Bangladesh, Pakistan, all over the world, Africa, South America, where they don't have a lot of money. So again, it's going to cause more movement of refugees, all types of other things. So, so this is so again these trends. So what you want to do is you want to be on the right side of the trend. Look, now's the time to have a little more cash on the sidelines. If you see an opportunity, pick it up. But you've got to have some cash to pick it up. Uh, we you know we we bought some stuff last week. We sold some things. Uh, you know. Uh, one of the stocks I don't want to talk about we stock what we're buying on the radio, but but it was a it was a, it was a retailer, but the thing was so cheap on on a, a PE ratio, we figured well even if it slows down some, they're you know this, they're going to make a huge amount of money and we'll buy it. And, and I think if you're going to buy something, you look, well I, hey I like the dividend, I'm going to get a good dividend. I know these guys are going to continue to do business no matter what happens. I'll do that, but but. There has to be a specific reason for buying something. Look, I think you know, get natural gas is going to start going up because so there's going to be big demand for for gas out there uh, because what's happening with Russia. So maybe we'll pick up a natural gas. Those type of things and the earnings are looking really they're just skyrocketing on all these companies. So so you've got to be very picky. You've got to choose. This is going to be a stock picker's market. I mean, we've done very well this year. Uh, for, because we're picking the right, we're in the right. We're, 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 you want to be where things are going. You've got to kind of plan for this ahead of time, and, and I think that's important. And just being in the indexes, I think, is going to be a much, much tougher place to be over, over the long term. And, 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 and so, so I, I think the strategy should be to sit there and uh, to uh, to sit there and. And continue to do that. You want to, you know, we're not sure with this inflation. So you don't want to have long-term bonds until you're sure what's going to happen. Uh, if you look at high yield bonds, have been falling in here because it's like we're not sure. Okay, thank you, Corey. Uh, so, 
So, so again, shorter term bonds until we figure out what's happening. Last week we talked about the ten year was at about hit one point six two, the two year, which is not a bad place to be in treasuries. That since dropped off some, but until we're sure what's happening, and you can always sell those and, and buy something. But 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 we're, we're seeing too many people that have been buying things and averaging down and averaging down and averaging down. There's an old adage on Wall Street about catching a falling knife. Sometimes you average down. We've done it. And, but but you want to be a little cautious on it. And if, and if you are averaging down in your positions, reassess the position. Are we, hey, is this are you sure where this is going? I mean, some of these. I mean, the, the number of stocks that are down 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 percent are enormous out there. I mean, it, it's really pretty remarkable. And, and the indexes quite aren't still aren't showing. I'm not expecting the Fed. I think the Fed will come in at maybe 3,800 to 4,000 in the S&P. If, if the market falls, then they're going to try to be a little bit more optimistic in here. Uh, and they'll probably try to come in. I, I think they've been stabilizing things this week to some extent, given, given the gravity of the situation uh, of, this, of this war with Russia and the Ukraine, which is a very grave situation on many, many levels. It, it, that's really the message I want. Okay. So anyway, so protect yourself. We're going to write some more about this in the Max Out Savings Report. We send this out once a month. It's completely free. If you want a copy, just go to our website, uh, maxoutsavings.com. You can also request an appointment. I'll sit down with you. Until then, stay safe, be cautious, and remember, save aggressively and invest conservatively. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.